Hey guys, uh, welcome back to The Encounter uh, by Redeemed uh, in LA. And today we have House, today we have Raquel, and today we have Giselle. Uh, Deborah cannot be with us today. Um, and today's topic is, is called Redeemed. And honestly, this hits home, right? Because yes. that's a. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what, what, our, what our youth's our name, name is. And honestly, I, I want to read Isaiah 43 1, and it says, uh, The Lord created Jacob and formed Israel. Now this is what the Lord says, do not be afraid because I have reclaimed you. This is another this is another word for redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. When you go through the sea, I am with you. When you go through the rivers, they will not sweep you away. You will walk through fire and you will not be burned and the flames will not harm you. So just, just to kind of just start, right? And start understanding who we are, right? Why, why is it that... It, why is it that God comes and says, I have reclaimed you? And, and if you might say, Danny, but this is speaking to Israel, right? This is speaking to Jacob. Well, remember that now today, you know, we take the form of the new Israel. We take the new form and we're going to be the bride. And God says, I have reclaimed you. I have redeemed you. And I, I, want, I want everybody to understand that in the Bible, there's a verse that says that everybody falls short of the glory, of the mercy of God. But because he is full of grace, he gives us he fills up our cup so we can be worthy of His grace. We can be worthy of His of His mercy. And He forgives us by uh, John three sixteen. It said because He loved the, uh, the world so much that He has given His only begotten Son. So for for who He so for who uh, has believed in Jesus Christ will have eternal life. So just just to understand that we were once lost. We were once doing whatever our heart wanted to do. We were that's why that's why it's so important to understand the difference between being outside of God and being inside of God. Mm -hmm. Because outside of God is doing what we wanted, what pleased us, whatever our heart said, whatever we felt like we had to do. And when we are born again, it's no longer about what we feel, what we want to do, what we want to say, but what God is pleased by. Just so you guys understand the differences of us. Mm -hmm. And then when we come and we choose to follow Him, He says this to us. He says, I have reclaimed you and I have called you by name. And He makes us His, which I think it's so beautiful, right? Because remember the apostle was speaking yesterday that we're literally, literally just particles in the universe that He has made. And I always look back and I talk to my dad yesterday. We're having dinner. Um, and He was telling me, I was, telling him, I, was like, I was like, God, that's so beautiful. Like, like Imagine you stopping by and be like, oh, I love this particle right here. <laughs> like, right? Look, like, right? <laughs> right? Like, it makes you laugh. It's almost way funny. It's almost saying, what particle? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, And God stopped and goes, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I want to see it. And he gets a little bit closer and goes, look. Look, it's it. Yeah. No, it's look. So and then I imagine, I imagine, I imagine, I just imagine that, that he just goes a deeper and deeper look at this earth. And look, I chose Raquel, and I chose Danny, and I chose everybody that's here, and I chose, I love mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And, and, and the craziest thing is this God that doesn't even live in time itself has mm -hmm. chosen us, particles, dust. Mm -hmm. Guys, we're not even made out of something special. We're made out of the earth. Yeah. Like literally mud, bro. There's a, there's a verse on that. Huh? Only the guys are. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> but you have to understand that. It's like, it's like saying like, it's like it's like saying like we're we're made out of we're made out of nothing. We're made out of nothing and yet he chose us to call us by name and then call him and then I think what, what shocks me the most is that he says you guys are mine. And like I said, if you would go around particles around your house and says, These are mine, these are mine, these are mine, you'd look crazy, right? And God didn't say any of that. He doesn't care. And and we have to understand that. The way that he redeems us is by giving us a new life. Mm -hmm. This is like the Bible says, or Jesus says, it's truly, truly, I say to you, he who 
is born again. He who isn't born again will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Meaning that being born born again is important for us to recall us, reclaim us, redeem us, mm -hmm. so you can call us by name. Does that have something to say? Uh, you can go. Oh, yes. Go ahead, Rachel. Go. Okay. Um, so I was also looking at the at those verses as well, and I found it very interesting um, how he says reclaimed you. So it's like he like it's like done again. Because mm -hmm. and so it also leaves me to think that like oh well obviously you can't like claim something that wasn't like lost or like that wasn't like. I don't know, like gone from you. I don't even know, but like, so that's just so beautiful to me because that just shows the the whole process of of redemption. That for you to be redeemed, for you to be reclaimed, that's something that happens when you are lost, when you uh, or when you feel that you're helpless or hopeless, and so that's that's just very um, beautiful to me. And um, also the the process that we go through after we're being redeemed is that he is with us is that he goes through us every in every circumstance of our life like here in verse 2 he says like oh when when you go through the sea i'm with you so when you go through trial when you go through difficult circumstances in your life this redemption brings you that that um security that god is going to be with you wherever you go and you know just hold on before you keep going because i know you want to i know you're going to move this and I want to do something. You're going to move something else. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to be stuck with the thought that I had. And I was going to tell you that I was I, I was hearing this example. And I was hearing because you know how the Bible says here, when you go through the sea, I am with you, right? Mm -hmm. And what's so scary about the sea, right? Well, what's so scary about 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 the sea? The water. The, the water, you know, you know, when you wash your face, you're like, ah, you're like yelling, right? <laughs> like, like itself, water is not scary. But the depth, right? So, so I was I was thinking, and I was I was just trying to trying to read this verse, and I was thinking, and I was like, that's why it's so important for us that when it says when you go through the sea, for us not to mind the depth, because for example, how can we ask for help when the water's at our knees? We don't need help. Yeah. Right? What about when you when the water is at your ankle? You're not gonna be like, Dad! Oh, right? You're not gonna be like, bro, come on, stand <laughs> up. Yeah. Stop being ridiculous, right? And that's why it's so important that when we when God says when you go through the sea and I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you, that doesn't mean when you're gonna be, you know, in the you know, when you're gonna be just dipping your, yeah, dipping your toes in. No, when you're in the depth and you can't see anything anything under, don't worry. I am with you. And and so I'm saying that this depth has to be a little bit scary. That's why that's why God is a God of, of, of faith, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have to understand, right, that God is not gonna be like you can do it when you you know when you're like in a little chapucito, you know, and you're like just oh I'm gonna get my feet wet, you know? No, no, He's gonna be there when it's dark, when it's mm -hmm. scary. And you know the the scariest thing about the unknown is that seeing like that dark blue. I don't know if you guys ever been there. Yeah. yeah. When it's dark blue and you're just like, bro. Leviathan can just come down and eat me. <laughs> Literally, right? And that's the fear. And if you guys know that, it says when you walk in through rivers, they will not sweep you away. Well, if there is a small river, they're not going to sweep you away. What does that mean? Then when you have to walk through rivers that might sweep you away. That's what I'm saying. There's 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 a sense of risk as well as well in this. You know you know what I'm saying? Like it says, don't be don't be. Don't be a weenie and just do the easy things. Do the hard things too because I'm going to be there with you. But that's, that's what I wanted to say. I hope I, I hope I explain myself. Well, I kind of wanted to focus a little bit on verse one. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's because you were you were talking about this and I, I didn't get to jump in. But 
um, what I find so fascinating about it is that it says um, that he he created Jacob, right? And Jacob, as we all know, means liar. He was the he was the one who was the sinful one, and he formed Israel, which I think is so beautiful because it shows us like, okay, we're we're created to have all these, and we have all these imperfections, and you know, have so many faults, so many like things that we have to work on. But God forms us and changed his name to Israel and I was like okay it's kind of interesting because it says in the AMP verses it says I have redeemed you from captivity and what was Jacob a, a, a captive to to being a liar to being a sinner to being a trickster and it says I have called you by name you are mine and what what I, I thought was so beautiful is that that Jacob was the name that was given to him by his parents mm -hmm. and God was the one who gave him the name Israel mm -hmm. so he says Okay, I your your name was Jacob, which is the liar, but now I've reclaimed you. Now you're mine, you're Israel. And when you look at what the name Israel means, it means God has prevailed. Mm -hmm. And what I and I thought that was so beautiful because Raquel was saying earlier, you know, that, that God is gonna be there throughout the process. It means that you have to be lost at some point in order for God to to be able to go with you through that process. And so Israel, uh, God, sorry, yeah, Israel started off lost. He started off a liar, and he, because God prevailed with him, he became Israel. He be, he was, he was freed from that captivity. He was freed from all that. Like he he had to go through all these difficult situations in order to be, you know, redeemed from it. And I, I just think it's so beautiful that that it, it's it speaks to us all because we all have so many like different different trials and trauma and and things that we have to go through on our own and we, and god is just there saying like trust in me like let me be where you are and I, i'm gonna be there no matter what you need no matter what the situation is i just i think that's amazing yeah i also wanted to mention too is that sometimes like we ourselves like before we like reconcile with christ or sometimes we have like desert ourselves we feel like unworthy we feel like like these times where we're like just like the things we've committed the things we carry within ourselves the barren the burdens and everything right so let's say like um i'm a very angry guy like was it like um like all these like hatred i have towards you guys like was it obviously not good but we also gotta understand that like was it like everything the lord does is with an intended purpose right he's like he understands that like was it like oh you're angry but let me like poke at that and like be able to like see like was it how can you be able to redeem yourself are you willing to give up these these like these ties and bonds you have with other people and what i think is so beautiful is that each and every single one of us have an intended purpose which is obviously to preach the gospel of the lord what he hasn't mentioned yesterday and this is right here which i really like a lot is uh second peter 3 9 the lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness but patient towards you that part i really like because the lord's so patient with us because so many times like was it we believe we want to take our things in our time right like was it like we were like no but i want to i want to still keep being angry for you for such a long time like it's and it's so irrelevant because like was it the lord's like bro like don't do that but yeah yeah and and, and then i agree like if you guys ask as long as you guys we're like i said we're particles we're particles we we don't understand what god wants like god is so big and so amazing we don't know what he wants. And I'm going to tell you with what, with what you said. Like, you can see here, and, and just going back to Isaiah 31 3, you can see the the life of Jacob. It says, The Lord created Jacob, a liar, a thief, and formed. That and formed is the reclaiming mm -hmm. and making them a new person, which is Israel. 
that and formed is the whole the whole effect that he the whole redemption that he had to work for 14 years for his wives and he had to go over there and he had to do this he went through this and then he did this and then finally he he that's all god fixing and moving things so he can be reclaimed so danny what are you saying what i'm trying to say is 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 everything everything that god puts in your way is to push you mm-hmm. is to move you to the place that you need to be mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important to not shy away from it like if like for example some some of the things we push ourselves right like for example uh we um you know we decide to have a relationship like uh, like, uh, like uh, and you're not old enough mm-hmm. there's gonna be a heartbreak for sure there's gonna be a heartbreak but god is allowing that so you can learn okay did you already learn mm-hmm. my dad wanted to say that don't touch the stone and i threw it <laughs> and I saw, and then she'll watch me. She'll be like, "Yeah, you're good. You're learned. Uh, yeah, you'll be crying. I should have a burn right here somewhere." And 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 she'll tell me, "Yeah, you're done. Are you done?" She'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay, so be careful with it." So uh, everything we do has to be. We have to understand that God's God's ways are higher. So so we can't shy away from that. We gotta go through this process so our final destination can be what God has called us to be. Without this process, there cannot be no redemption. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It has. There has to be a process of redemption. It cannot be from boom, boom. You're redeemed. There has yeah. to be a process mm-hmm. of redemption, and that's why I, I like. I like what you said, right? We have to. That's why God moves away. Uh, moves, uh, moves away what you want in your heart, mm-hmm. your anger, your bad friends. Um, you know, if you guys want to do that, uh, listen to um, the one we just recorded, um, the Brothers Keeper. You know, go ahead. Um, yeah, I really like that you said the, the whole process of redemption. Um, another, an example that came to my mind when, when I was looking at this was um, the thief on, on the cross. So um, it was, it's really like beautiful to me how um, he, he went through this whole process like with Jesus. Like he, the thief didn't like save us or anything. The, the process that I'm talking about also is that like, he was he was willing to recognize that that he needed that that help and that he needed um, to to uh, it's called uh, to believe that that Jesus is is the Lord and so this process that he went through was this process of dying to himself with Jesus because there's something in the preaching that I heard that it's like okay you can be on the cross like the thief was or like the other guy was the bad guy the really mean one yeah no the other one the the third guy um you can be on the cross like that but if you're not dying to yourself and you're and you're not going through that process just like the thief did then what are you doing on there and you're just gonna be lost and so the the beautiful thing is that because he he realized his wrongs and because he humbled himself and didn't even in the moment where he was like literally about to die like he didn't say he wasn't being arrogant and being like okay yeah jesus is like no one he literally says in luke 23 um 40 but the other criminal scolded him don't you fear god at all can't you see that you're condemned in the same way that he is our punishment is fair we're getting what we deserve but this man hasn't done anything wrong then he said jesus remember me when you enter your kingdom Jesus said to him, I can guarantee this truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, you know what I love about what you said? That that everything led up to that moment for that guy, right? And, and everything that Jesus did also led up to that moment as well. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say, but like, for example, Jesus went through all that to, lead, to be led up to that moment where this man needed to be saved. And everything that this man 
let up so he can be redeemed in the last moment of his life. And I think, honestly, you hit it right on the nose because that's what, I, that's what the guy did. We don't even know what this guy did. We just know that he was some type of horrible human because he was being crucified as well. The only person that doesn't that wasn't um, uh, that didn't uh, need to be crucified was Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy that you said that because it's so true. He re- he was redeemed the last minute. You know what I mean? Last moment. You know, he was about. He was saying, "Man, that's it. This is my last croak. I'm done. I'm going now. I'm this is it." And then he sees Jesus, and he sees him like, "This is my last, my last, my very last chance." And sometimes we feel that way, right? Like you guys are all young. You guys are all super young, but you feel this way. Like, okay, this is my last chance to, to, to you know, for example, there's other people that go, "This is my last chance to follow the Lord and keep my family," because there's people that do that close to losing their families there's people that are, lo- are close to losing their kids they're close to losing their job their well-being like their house and all the god is, is there once again looking at them you know in the cross and saying let me know when you choose me and then the minute they choose him that's the way that's like the as i'm saying that redemption is so beautiful right because it's in the last minute in the last moment and everything has led you up to that moment of of choice of yeah that pivotal moment of of understanding so I guess one of the moments that we see in the cross is also the redemption of the church I believe and I, I see that we actually see that in the book of Genesis um, if we read the first three chapters of Genesis the Bible introduces us to two characters Adam and the woman in fact it's not until Genesis 3:20 when Adam when the verse says Adam named Eve named the woman Eve so Eve had no identity, and she was actually the one who fell into temptation and eventually sin. But until, like I said, Genesis 20, Adam named the woman Eve. And so, like we know, Jesus is the last Adam. So, Adam gave Eve her identity. And since Jesus is the last Adam, Jesus gave the church her identity. So, yeah. yeah and that's, and that's, that's, that's what it's called. That's what it's called, the, the last Adam, right? Last because... Because he, he he chooses us, he redeems. You know, is the you you know is the most beautiful part that there's a lot of stories in the Bible that depict us as that prostitute, that that that, that person mm-hmm. that was that was that was running away. Like for example, of I think if I'm not wrong, it's the prophet Hosea that yeah. marries this this prostitute, and, and and God tells her no lover. And he goes, but he's just yeah. cheating on me. Yeah, like, no lover, <laughs> lover. And then he, I imagine, and honestly, I. I I salute, I salute, I salute Hosea because he showed what God does with this church. Not only does he give her an identity, but he forgives her and loves her no matter what. And you know, I think, honestly, I I haven't read Hosea in a long time, but if I'm not wrong, I think she finally leaves him, right? And then he goes to find her and she's like weak and she's a slave Mm -hmm. and she gives top dollar for this, for this, for this woman. And, and, and I'm saying dollar, not because that's what they were giving back then, but dollar because he said, you know, how much are you give? Oh, give me four dollars. What? No, I'm gonna give you four million. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, what? Why would you do that? He's like, because she's my wife. <laughs> so when he does that, he redeems. I jumped in and tell you, like, like there has to be a process to this redemption. It cannot just be from one single day to another. But go ahead, go ahead. I think it's also really important to notice that everybody's redemption story is different. Like. Like, some people say, like, oh, well, why did I have to suffer so much more than this person? Or, you know, why did I have to go through this trauma and this person didn't have to do that? 
or you know why did you know I have to suffer through you know abuse or this or that but everybody's redemption story is different and like like Danny was saying like like every single moment leads up to that pivotal decision of whether or not you're gonna allow yourself to be redeemed and we can see that through like literally every single person in the Bible that's been redeemed like for example Ruth like um she was um, a Moabite, and Moabites, uh, for those of you that, that uh, don't know, um, she, Mo, Moabites came from Lot's daughters, and uh, if you guys don't know the story of that, there was a little bit of um, inappropriate relations going on there, uh, and basically uh, Lot's daughter ended up having a baby through her dad, and because of that, God cursed their entire lineage forever. And that's where the people of Moab came from. And so, um, Ruth comes eventually, you know, she be, she's a Moabite. And um, so she comes with this tag already, like, you're cursed, you are worthless, like, you're a product of incest, you're disgusting. You're, she comes with all, the, all this baggage, and then she comes and um, she, she goes to, to Naomi and, and Ruth 116, she says, but do not urge me to, to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your mom, your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do the same to me as he has done to, to you. And more also, if anything but death separates me from you. And what I think is so important for us to realize is that, you know, this complete surrender is what needs to happen in order for us to reach that redemption and and everybody's needs to go through different things to reach that moment where we're ready to completely surrender ourselves to god to completely be like okay i give up like i can't do this on my own i i, I need you or i need some supernatural force because if we don't have that moment then our redemption is not complete mm -hmm. right. oh, i'm sorry um i also have a verse to like bring out about that it's like so you must change your hearts and lives come back to god and he will forgive um for your sins what you've done what before that? uh acts 3 3 9 3 19 excuse me so what i like to bring out from that is that sometimes we're so stubborn from the things we do right so like was it like because like was it like being stubborn it, it it's terrible because like was it it's like preventing god like was it like preventing god to allow change within you but it's redemption mm -hmm. i agree and for example with what you just said with just with your with with the way uh, the way somebody is stubborn, for example, we can see the Pharaoh in, in Exodus. You know, when Moses let our, let God's people go, and what is what does God say? He says, "No, He's not gonna let us go. He's gonna harden His heart." So what happens when your heart is hardened and you're stubborn? Just like you said, God will humble you. So I, I don't know who I was teaching this to, but I was telling them that God is gonna humble you no matter what, and if you're His. He's gonna he's gonna do what he wants to do with you, whether you say yes or no, he's gonna he's gonna fulfill his plan because nobody can stop his plan. And, and we have to understand that his redemption, his redemption is an option that we get to have. Like it's in a way of saying, look, I was once dead and now I'm alive. Like you see what I'm saying? Like I, I was once fighting. You know who I, I see that had a huge redemption? Uh Paul. Dude, Paul had one of the greatest redemptions because imagine from one day killing the people that believe in Jesus Christ and then you becoming one. Bro, talk about 180. You know what I'm saying? Like he went from, and, and notice it, and notice that sometimes 
with those people, right? Sometimes we, we, we say, oh, I'll never be that type of guy that's a Bible beater. And then we'll talk about church all day. <laughs> and now you turn around and look at us and you're like, hey, I became that same person. We all have a little problem in ourselves. We all want to say, no, I'm going to be a cool Christian. I'm not going to be so hard on people. And now you catch yourself being a little bit too hard. And you're like, wait, wait, hold on. I got to check myself. I got I to gotta make sure that I'm not... I'm, I gotta make sure I have mercy just like God have mercy with me. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be, you have to remove the stubbornness. You have to remove this thing. Because just like Paul, what did Paul, what did Paul have to be removed? His vision. He had scales coming out of his eyes. His eyes. So he understood that his ways wasn't the ways that God wanted. And he thought he was doing God's work. Imagine that. He thought by killing his brothers, he was doing God's work. Yes. Something. Oh. That you brought up with your with uh, not your stories but stories in general um is also that we can also tend to forget about our redemption and that can that is that is not good at all um so <laughs> micah micah 6 3 and 4 oh my people what have i done to you what have i done to make you tired of me answer me for I brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to help you. So I think it's very important that we never forget from where God took us out from. Because if not, we can have a hardened heart. We can end up being stubborn and not realize that, you know what, if God took me out of this, if God helped me out of, out of, out of my situation, why can't he help me now? Why can't he help me in this next problem that I'm going through? And... We need to learn to be always grateful for the fact that he even considered redeeming us because we're, we're no one. <laughs> yeah, literally, we're no one. Like he could have just like skipped over us and like just left us there, but he didn't. And we can't become ungrateful with this act that he's done for us because the price that he that he paid for us to be saved was so, so like immense. Like we, we could never be at that level. So I think it's very important to avoid that danger of like ungratefulness and yeah. I think that's so beautiful to mention actually because if we go back to Isaiah 43 4 it says because you are precious in my sight you are honored and I love you I will give other men in return for you and, and other peoples in exchange for your life like like he's literally is saying I will give the world in exchange for your life and he literally did that because what was one of the temptations that Jesus had in the desert praise me and I'll give you the world and he gave up the entire world just for us, like to give us that second chance at redemption. And sometimes we, like like you said, Raquel, we don't even give it the worth that it has because we're like, oh, we just take it for granted. We have it for so long. We know that God's mercies are new every morning. We know that every single day, you know, we have another opportunity and we like justify our sin by saying, oh, tomorrow I can be better. Tomorrow, you know, God is gonna keep forgiving me, so it's okay, like, like I can do whatever I want. And we forget, like, the true value of what this redemption is. Like, God literally gave everything for us. It's, I, I think it's so beautiful. He literally says, I'm gonna exchange the world for you. I exchanged worlds for you. And we forget that. And just, and just, and just to, I was going to tell you guys in Colossians 1.13, it says that he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. This is the one that I want to read, which is 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness 
of sense. So I was just, I was just thinking, just with everything you guys just said, right? It's so beautiful because um, us being, like we said, nobodies, right? I, I always wondered, like when God, right, Genesis 1, right? Like when he was creating us, right? Like what makes us so special out of every single creation that he has made? Like what does he love? Us. <laughs> and that's what I always, like honestly, whenever you feel like you're way too good, I always think this way. Like feel like, like why us? Like there's greater, smarter, better, there's you know oh my god i imagine there's this creation that we can't even fathom we can't even understand to start understanding about them you know and 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 yet he chose us this you know four-legged you know weird humans <laughs> that we have two eyes and two and a nose to us it's normal but maybe to god it isn't you know and, and, and i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying right i'm just i'm giving some some insight and then he comes and excuse me and he gives us redemption and i love it that it says in whom and if you guys notice i gave that teaching in in jesus christ so that means that if you're outside of jesus christ you lose that redemption that's why everything comes in christ that's why it's so beautiful to understand that because everybody thinks they can get redemption they get redemption and they can run away with it. And they're like, no, no, no. The minute you let go of Christ, you let go of your redemption. You leave your redemption on your on the floor and the redemption loot is lost just like you are lost. And then when you come and pick Jesus back up, then your redemption comes again. That's what I'm saying. That, that, that in whom is very important because we can't forget that everything we have is because we are in Christ. You, you prophesy because you are in Christ. You play because you are in Christ. You're used by God because you are in Christ. You're anointed because you are in Christ. Now, you're, are your sins forgiven? Because you are in Christ. Everything lands and ends in because you are in Christ. And that's what I want you to understand that the, the, the redemption comes within Him. Not outside of him. That's what a lot of people try to do. A lot of people think that because they have God in redemption, they want to move outside of what Jesus wants or what God wants and what God is pleased by. And we have to do the opposite. Grab our redemption and go even deeper in it. I think we have like 35 minutes. I love this topic. Do you have something else to say? I think we should mention Rahab too because she's in but I like talking about different, you know, different redemption stories. Rahab, you know, was a prostitute, you know, just like Omer. And um, she ends up hearing about the word of God. Like she, she didn't even like have any experience with God. She just hears about him and she's like, that must be the real God. Like she has no way of experiencing God and somehow he finds a way to reach her. And despite the fact that she's seen as worthless by everybody in society i can't even imagine how how much worse prostitutes were looked at back then you know she has no worth she's probably shunned by her family and yet you know she's the only one who's able to see that that god is is, is god and helps uh you know the israelite spies i believe it was caleb and solomon right and she ends up becoming redeemed and it's beautiful because not only is she redeemed because but she becomes part of the lineage of christ and I, i'm just like dang bro like to go from being a prostitute to being one of the 
like four, how do you say, forefathers? I mean, she's a woman, so I guess the, one of the foremothers, <laughs> the foremothers of Christ. Like, talk about redemption there. Like, the most beautiful, uh, amazing being literally came from her. And that's that's just so beautiful to, to know that that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, and going going off of what you just said, uh, it's also really interesting to see how this redemption happened because she recognized her weakness in front of the Lord. Like she recognized how not only her but everyone in that land how they were so much weaker than the tower of the Lord. Because in Joshua two eleven, um, she says, "When we heard about it, we lost heart. There was no courage left in any of us because of you." The Lord your God is the God of heaven and earth. So she realized that she she just couldn't do anything without the Lord. That she couldn't keep living her life without, you know, a goal or without the the um, the last, uh, what's it called? Without the goal of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah, it's very important to also know that when we are redeemed, we are also making sure that we recognize our weaknesses, that we recognize what we're lacking, and what we're lacking is Jesus Christ in our life. Uh, and I think, I think Tanya is also going to tell you guys that this, this story of Rahab, uh, it's beautiful because we can see a shadow of Rahab being the church. And, and it's funny because it's so crazy because the spies that are being chased can represent ministers. He can represent ministers and they're running away. And who lets them in? Who accepts their teachings? Mm. A prostitute, a woman, the church lets them into their house. They don't even stay there long. They go in, just in, th- in and out. And then God redeems her completely. So uh, we can see this a shadow of, of, of how the church, how, the, how Israelites, the ones that are supposed to be chosen by God, have driven out their ministers, have driven out their word, and the person that allows them to go in is a simple prostitute. Is a, is a prostitute that, um, like Giselle said, she's looked upon incorrectly. And, and now, God grabs this woman and goes, "What have you done? Oh, I sleep, I sleep with men, I sleep with men for money. Perfect. That no longer applies to you. And now my blood applies to you. Now from your blood." I will come to give you my love. But okay, that's that, that's it. That's it. That's it for today. And um, I think we have more than thirty-five minutes now. But uh, guys, God bless you guys, and I hope that this uh, TikTok, uh, TikTok, this podcast of redemption. Well, I, I never get it right, right? But uh, this podcast has been a blessing. Uh, guys, follow us on our social media and to our church social media as well. And guys, God bless you guys, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday at four p.m. God bless. Take care.